This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Wednesday. The day after Election Day, we're going to go over all the election results from yesterday. We're going to hear from Van Jones, Nina Turner. We're going to talk about corporate Democrats and what this means for the Democratic Party going forward. Go over the Boston mayoral race, the uh, Cleveland mayoral race. See, progressives actually did really good last night. The shit libs were the ones who lost. Progressives other than India Walton, unfortunately, because the smear campaign against her and the hard right money backing the right-in challenger appears to have won. Unfortunately, in the Buffalo mayoral race, this is this is going to be really fun. Apparently, Senator Josh Hawley gave an impassioned speech about how what is wrong with men in this country is porn and video games. So you know, you know that's going to be stupid. Ron DeSantis faced off with protesters earlier today. Roger Stone is threatening to run for governor against DeSantis if he does not uh, initiate an audit of the Florida results. Which is weird. Didn't Trump win Florida? <laughs> what? We'll get the details on that. Plus, I've still got more videos of puppies dressed up from Halloween. I told you you're going to get that all week. This is going to be your puppy videos. This one's going to be super cute. And at the end of the show, our good friend Jake Jacobs who keeps coming in here and trying to troll us, apparently did a show about me yesterday or Monday. We're going to watch this segment. We had more important things to talk about yesterday, but believe me, as egotistical as I am, I cannot wait to hear what this dumb motherfucker had to say about me. He says he destroyed the Muffin Man. I don't feel destroyed. I have a sneaking suspicion he did none of that. I have a feeling he lied, got facts wrong, and strawmanned me. But we'll see. We'll see. We're actually going to play the clip and respond to what he has to say, whereas he didn't play the clip of me, I'm assuming. Maybe he did. I haven't watched it yet. Did he play the clip of me and let his viewers hear what my critique of him was? I'm guessing he didn't. But we're actually going to respond to what he had to say because I still man myself. I don't straw man people. But starting off tonight, I swear I don't do this on purpose. It was just the first post after my post and an ad happened to be Dan Crenshaw. It's almost like Facebook knows I want to do this bit at the start of the show. For those of you who don't know, I would give everything I own. Everything to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Give me that eye pussy, sir. (laughs) 
I'm not high enough for this shit. Hopefully Scrappy is getting high enough for this shit. I'm the, you, you had a wide variety to choose from. Unfortunately, I only get like one option from my dude. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, apparently... Yeah, this is, Dan Crenshaw is an idiot. The reason it was too close to call is because the outstanding... Like, there was still a path to victory for McAuliffe. He only lost by about 60,000 votes. That seemed to be about the final total today. The 77% that was in were from rural areas. It was like absentee ballots, mail-in ballots, and blue areas that was left... So, of course, it was too close to call. It ended up being, like, less than a percentage point between them. So, once again, Dan Crenshaw proving how fucking stupid he is. But, hey, fucking, what's new? Where you at, Rudy? Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes, every single goddamn one of you. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe Dan Crenshaw is not actually that stupid, but he's depending on the stupidity of his followers. Bill Murphy was declared the winner of the New Jersey race uh, just like an hour or two ago by the Associated Press, which is weird because I thought it got called a long time ago. I thought I woke up this morning and saw that Phil Murphy had clinched it. Phil Murphy, uh, who had Bernie Sanders' campaign for him, won... Terry McAuliffe, who had Barack Obama campaign for him, lost. It's almost, almost like popular politicians like Bernie, who stand for something and are actually pushing for material benefits for people, stand a better chance in elections. Vice News reporting that Democrats should be terrified after last night's election results. Democrats just took a shellacking in last night's elections and a warning sign of the stiff headwinds they face heading into the 2022 midterms. Republican Glenn Youngkin won Virginia's hotly contested gubernatorial election. The first time the GOP has won that governorship since 2009. But now, to point out, it is exactly what has happened. Like, Virginia always flips in the off-off year election from the party that's in power nationally. It's it's just a thing that happens. So it, it kind of would have been surprising if McAuliffe had won. And it was incredibly close. Part of the Republican sweep of the Commonwealth's statewide offices, New Jersey's gubernatorial race is still too close to call. Now that's not true, it has been called. The Democrats were confident they'd win. And Republicans swept Pennsylvania's statewide judicial elections, including a victory for a Supreme Court seat in the uh, key swing state. Virginia was already free of CRT. Not just the statewide offices that should have Democrats nervous, they were also defeated in a number of local races on Long Island, New York. The overall results show that Republicans are pissed off. Of course they are! They consume media telling them to be pissed off. 24 fucking 7. It's a deluge. Believe me, I I follow this bullshit. Facebook thinks I'm a Republican. It's, it's, 
The Republican Party has a whole media apparatus that the Democratic Party doesn't have. All these right-wing propaganda sites just promote bullshit in favor of Republicans. And it dominates social media, despite the fact that conservatives say they're being censored on social media, which is bullshit. Virginia's election was the most closely watched of the night, and Youngkin's win came after he ran hard on critical race theory and school issues while separating himself from former President Donald Trump, who remains unpopular with swing voters in the Commonwealth. Democrats immediately began infighting, with progressives and centrists blaming each other for the election results. Some in both wings of the party sought to tie Democrats' bad night with their ongoing struggles to pass major legislation through Congress, national frustrations with the impact of the COVID-19 Delta surge, supply chain problems, and rising prices likely played a key role in these races, too. Let's hear what a more establishment Democrat had to say. Here is Van Jones on, what was it, MSNBC? Is that where he was at? CNN. CNN is where he was um, at. First of all, it's not over. Um, you do have the, the grassroots uh, folks out It is over now. They're uh, fighting for this on the Democratic Party side. The stakes are high. Uh, when this election is over in Virginia, we will know. Have we seen the emergence of the Delta variant of Trumpism? The Delta variant of Trumpism. In other words, Yunkin, uh, same disease, but spreads a lot faster and can get a lot more places. The suburbs, if they fall to him, you well, now That's have, implying that... Yeah. Oracles is... In terms of her respiratory illness, I think she might be feeling better. She has ass problems now. I'll let her tell you all about that. I'm not I'm not sure if she will be joining us for Friday night show because I don't know if she can sit over here. She had to be uh cut open today. She she might be here. I'll let her tell you. Or she may be in too much pain to <laughs> She may be in too much pain to come in here and endure my uh screaming, which is totally understandable. So, well wishes to Sparkles. We hope you get better, and we hope you're able to join us on Friday night. That Yunkin is more dangerous than uh, well, the president. Uh, 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 former president. No, no, more easy to spread. Okay. Because, uh, more, more easy, easy to spread. Because if you, if you look at... Well, the Delta variant was also more dangerous, too, Van. Right-wingers latched on to that, of course. Let's hear from Nina Turner... Hardcore progressive and get her thoughts on exactly what happened last night. She was also on CNN, apparently. Give people something they can feel. You know, there's a, a song by Involved, giving them something they can feel. That's what this is. It is not rocket science. It is changing the material conditions, talking about the issues that matter the most to the people that you want to serve. And oh, by the way, John, the, the, the uh, McAuliffe talked about Trump more than his Republican competition. Stop making this about Donald J. Trump and make this about the needs of the people in the states that you are running in. Make it about how you are going to make their lives better right now in real time. If not, again, this is a foreshadowing of what is going to happen. And we we can run, but we definitely cannot hide. 
Nina, we always appreciate song references on this show, especially En Vogue. Um, but you know, especially En Vogue. Free your mind, motherfuckers. I'm a huge En Vogue fan. Even with just the three of them now, but the the other one that's not part of En Vogue that was one of the original, like she is awesome. She was the best singer by far. But that's 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 a conversation for another time. Corporate Democrats are conservative, corrupted by capital. This is Shahid Buttar, who I think is running again against Nancy Pelosi next year. Let's let's break this down. This is an ad for Glenn Youngkin. Hold on, let me let me save it so we can look at it up close. This is an ad for Glenn Youngkin. Donald J. Trump endorsed. Paid for by the Democratic Party of Virginia. Authorized by Terry McAuliffe. They also pursue foolish political strategies that play into the hands of the right wing. This is the same thing Hillary Clinton did. Elevated Trump in 2016. They never learned their lesson. They apparently forgot, but just gained another chance to learn the lesson in Virginia, where a state that voted for Biden in 2020 uh, just elected a conservative GOP governor whose name appeared alongside Trump's all-over campaign literature distributed by the Democratic Party. Why defer to these clowns? We're happy to offer an alternative informed by prolific failures of corporate centrists. Terry McAuliffe wasn't offering anything to the people of Virginia. That's the reason why he lost. And it's no surprise that he took the Clinton campaign playbook and ran with it because he was a Clintonite. But the results from other states show it's silly to focus on the particular details. We're back to the Vice article now. Of one race, and while various Beltway Democrats are already arguing the losses show their party must do exactly what they've been advocating all along on specific policies, those claims should be taken with a mountain of salt. New Jersey Republican nominee Jack Citarelli, the biggest issue was property taxes. The Long Island races, if they turned on anything, turned on bail reform. The national environment simply is a brutal one for Democrats with a fired-up GOP base and unhappy independent voters combining for a tidal wave that high turnout on the left simply can't block. What really matters, President Biden's polling numbers are abysmal right now. I never heard it described that way when it was Trump. Remember, Biden's lowest is Trump's highest polling numbers. Republicans are fired up and independents aren't happy with the president or his party. Turnout was sky high in New Jersey and Virginia. Murphy won by a 14-point blowout four years ago with slightly more than 1.2 million voters. This year, he's almost at that number with 85% of the vote counted, but led by just 6,000 total votes. Republicans saw an incredible surge in turnout from fewer than 900,000 votes in 2017 to at least 1.2 million 
This year, Virginia was the same with 99% of the vote counted. McAuliffe received more than 1.6 million votes, 200,000 more than Democratic Governor Ralph Northam won with four years ago in his nine-point blowout victory. But Youngkin won almost 1.7 million votes, up from the 1.2 million votes that Republican Ed Gillespie won in 2017. It's going to be an uphill battle. That's for fucking sure. Now, The Rod has been running with this story that, like, mainstream media was having a meltdown. So I'm interested to watch this clip. Twitter roasts MSNBC for election night meltdown. This was a story that Fox has posted multiple times throughout the day, once again. Illustrating my point that there is a whole media arm of the Republican Party that the Democratic Party doesn't have. Where, 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 where? Is this, is this the clip? Yes, let's see. He flew an insurrection flag at his rally. See if this looks like a meltdown to you guys. He simply didn't, he played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection in which police officers were maimed by flagpoles. So, I think that the the real ominous thing is that critical race theory, which isn't real, turned the suburbs 15 points to the Trump insurrection endorsed Republican. That didn't seem like a meltdown to me. That is propaganda framing. Common theme emerged on social media Tuesday night as Virginia Republican gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin took a clear advantage. Rachel Maddow, Joy Reid, Nicole Wallace had a hard time holding back their feelings. Do we have a clip of that? Hey, can they hold back their feelings? The, variant, the, the wave from the Delta variant is coming down. There are some there are some some variables that are moving in the right direction at this point. And the exit polls show that which was interesting that the coronavirus or that the virus it was a very has low not salience. importance to many yes. of the voters which there. Was it was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. And I mean, yep. unfortunately, race is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit. It used to be of the Democratic Party back right. in the day when they were Dixiecrats and now of the Republican Party. It just is powerful. I don't di- I don't disagree with that. Meltdown. That's what Fox described as a meltdown. A Loudoun County mother said, My six-year-old somberly came to me and asked if she was born evil because she was a white person, something she learned in a history lesson at school. I think Buffy's still hanging on, Dip. Oh, shit. Aaron Rodgers apparently got the COVID, and the NFL is investigating if he lied to them. But, like, this is the shit. They, they prom- promoted by shit like TBUSA and the Daily Wire, these parents went to all these school board meetings to gin up this faux outrage over something that's not happening. 
Remember the clip we played of the woman in Texas? It was like, I've never had anal sex. I don't want my kids learning about anal sex. Fucking stupid people. Wish you people could feel embarrassment. They shared several clips of MSNBC hosts throughout the night, including the moment the left-wing network bailed on gubernatorial races to show Eric Adams' New York City mayor victory speech. This is how you know it's really bad night for liberals. So as they were waiting on Yunkin to speak, which, you know, took hours, we were here until what? About 2 o'clock my time? They cut away to show another race that was happening. And Fox takes issue with this. Interesting. It is so wild that they frame it this way. Especially calling it a meltdown when, remember, Fox News at this time last year was firing, firing the guy who was responsible for doing their election calls. He got it right. He called Arizona for Biden before anybody else got it right. And Fox News fired him. Fired him! You want to talk about a meltdown? You fired somebody for being good at their job. All because he went against what your viewers wanted to hear. But there's a reason why Fox News is doing coverage of other news organizations' coverage. They got nothing. They don't stand for anything. Holy shit. It was a sweep in Virginia in the uh, statewide races. It was not a third term for Herring in the Attorney General's office. Incumbent Democratic Attorney General Mark Herring formally conceded to Republican Jason Myers, I don't even know how to say his name, Myers, in the race for Virginia's Attorney General on Wednesday afternoon. Herring released the following statement, We have had the honor of writing an amazing chapter in the history of our state, and for that I will always be grateful. So yeah, blowout for the Republicans... Uh, I do not know about the makeup of the House yet. Apparently there are still some races that have yet to be counted. So we'll know about the State House in Virginia, but it appears it is going to be split. If Republicans end up coming out on top, it is going to be by a very, very narrow margin. Progressives win big in Boston on an otherwise tough night for the left. Oh, do we have a video here? This is from Politico. I want to be clear. It wasn't my vision on the ballot. It was ours. Oh, I didn't know about Detroit made mushrooms legal. That's fucking cool. Decriminalize all drugs like Oregon did. This is Michelle Wu in Boston. just how big an impact local government makes in people's lives. 
And I'll never stop fighting to make our systems work for all of us. So there is the first Asian American mayor of Boston. Michelle Wu cruised to victory in Boston's mayoral election on Tuesday night, bringing an end to two centuries of white male leadership in the city and delivering a major win for progressives in a year and in an election night that otherwise brought sporadic triumphs and some big losses for the left. Now, Harry McAuliffe wasn't a loss for the left. Wu's barrier-breaking victory, the four-term city councilor and daughter of Taiwanese immigrants, will soon be sworn in as Boston's first elected female mayor and mayor of color. It was echoed in other cities across the county or across the country. Cincinnati also elected its first mayor of Asian descent in Hamilton County. Uh, in Hamilton County Clerk of Courts, Aft Perel. I fucked. I fucked their name up too. Buffalo, New York, mayoral candidate and Democratic Socialist India Walton appeared to lose her race to an unusual writing candidate backed by a lot of dark money. Democratic incumbent Mayor Byron Brown, who declared victory Tuesday night. Apparently, the police union also backed Brown. Walton refused to concede as returns showed her far behind votes cast for write-in candidates. Today's election was not just a referendum on the city of Buffalo. It was a referendum on the future of our democracy and our vision for the future, Brown said in his victory speech. You mean where oligarchs can control the will of the elections and the electorate? Walton's loss is a blow not only to the insurgent left. She was backed by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, former congressional hopeful Nina Turner, and the Working Families Party, which poured nearly half a million dollars into her election effort in October alone. But to establishment Democrats as well, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Kirsten Gillibrand put their political might behind Walton in the race's final weeks. Moderates added more wins to their column for incumbent Mayor Jacob Frey in Minneapolis and Eric Adams in New York. Adams, who will replace Bill de Blasio in January, beat his Republican challenger by almost 40 points on Tuesday, nearly four months after emerging from a crowded primary and labeling himself the face of the new Democratic Party. Let's talk about Justin Bibb in Cleveland. Bibb is excited to get to work after winning the race for mayor of Cleveland, Ohio. As we told Cleveland elected a new mayor last night, perhaps you heard that. Justin Bibb will be sworn in this January. He will be the first new mayor to run the city in some 16 years. Those damn Justins. Uh, spoke with him about what his first order of business will be. You know, I woke up at uh, 5.15 this morning and off ready to work to uh, build this transition and get going as we approach inauguration day. We're going to be making some announcements early next week about our transition team and how we intend to build uh, a new government as we head to next year. Uh, I would be remiss about it and say that it's a smart thing for me to tap into the knowledge of not just uh, former Mayor uh, Michael White, but also uh, Mayor Jane Campbell. Uh, I uh, will reach out to them as I plan my transition to get their feedback and understand lessons learned. I think my first hire has to be my chief of staff. 
next week I'll probably have a better sense of my, the top 10 I want to focus on from our law director to police chief to safety director back in Hold on, uh, first hire. You guys recognize this guy? I think he's one of those skeletons that you always have in uh, science classrooms. At least that's where I think I recognize I him from. Staff. Next week, I'll probably have a better sense of my, the top 10. I he's a reptilian. <laughs> our law director. I'm in, back in 2016, I used to meme Hillary Clinton is a lizard person all the time. Like, I would take all these popular memes and turn them into Hillary Clinton is a lizard person. I miss that. That was fun. One of the most progressive cities in America, and if so, is that good or bad? Um... No, I'd say this. Um, there was a broad mandate in the results last night uh, about voters wanting us to have a new conversation and look at new ways to address police misconduct. Uh, and this conversation is happening nationally. And I think, you know, we have a unique opportunity right now to tone down. Austin voted down a proposal to expand police funding. Conversation about how to get policing right. Um, I'm looking forward to reaching out and meeting with uh, leaders of the police union and members of our police department to listen to their concerns, hear their feedback. Now this is a big issue. We watched, like, what, three or four videos this year coming from Cleveland of police shootings. ...between police and residents because that's the biggest thing we need to do to have safety all across our city. You've mentioned before to me that, uh, you know, you do look forward to appointing your own police chief. Mm. Would your chief come from somebody within the ranks of the city of Cleveland? Haven't made that decision yet. But Still it's looking. Not a, I mean, it's not yeah. out of the question. No, absolutely not. A cab, motherfuckers. Yeah, I even got a new. I got a new emote for you guys. I'm gonna look uh, far and wide inside our department and nationally for. Oh, you can't even. It says a cab and has Christopher Dorner's face on the badge. Admired in the status quo, but what does our department need to look like for the next 10, 15, 20 years? And I want a chief that's gonna work with me as the next mayor to chart that vision. I won't be perfect, but I will listen. I will lead with transparency and integrity. And I believe that's all you can ask for in terms of any elected official. Mayor-elect Bibb told me today that he did talk to Mayor Frank Jackson. Today in the two plans, the mayor has pledged uh, a smooth transition and access to all his top directors. And that makes a big difference. And I'll tell you from covering races and mayors going back 20-some years, that always doesn't happen. Mm. And to have that is, is a good sign for the future of Cleveland. And now it'll be up to mm -hmm. Justin Bibb to not... Uh, you know, miss those opportunities. Yeah, political knowledge. Well, good job reporting, Skeletor. I shouldn't make fun of the dude for his looks. Will there be newbies? Well, and that's point? the question, because newbies can run a campaign, and they proved it. He showed pictures last night of them, and I think the difference inside a city hall where you have dozens of unions, uh, a lot of entrenched, and at times I've referred to them as zombie bureaucrats that you can't get rid of. They do things their way. The skeleton refers to people as zombie bureaucrats. Uh, new, new administrations will, will be... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I think he's going to lean on the younger side. Mm. Gotcha. All right. Very interesting. Thank you very much. Thanks. Change of the guard. Right. I'm, I'm, not going, I'm not going to try to get into the head of Lex Luthor. Fuck, I need... Stop, stop, Justin, stop. It's so mean. My chair's fucking up on me. Gonna dump me in the floor. Oh, shit. Let's talk about the Manhattan DA. Man is gonna be taking over for Cy Vance that won election last night. Apparently, he is going to be the one in charge of whether or not Donald Trump will be charged. 
Get the breakdown from the local news hit here. Attorney's race as Alvin Bragg becomes the first black elected official to that office. Let's take a look. At Damn, crushed him. He is leading with 83% of the vote tonight. Let's get to CBS 2's Andrea Klein-Thomas covering this race, and she joins us live from Lower Manhattan. Andrea? What up, Andrea? Well, you know, Alvin Bragg is in Harlem tonight celebrating with his supporters. That is the community that he calls home. He told me that he hopes to use his lived experience coupled with his... He's having a Harlem night. ...to inform his policies. Tonight, he told his supporters this really feels like a full circle moment. That life experience includes being stopped at gunpoint by police, but also having family members being in and out of the system and then fighting for justice as a chief deputy attorney general in New York State and a federal prosecutor now he spoke about disparities in the criminal legal system from what I know about this guy he's a good guy from incarceration and providing resources for those with mental health illnesses and substance abuse issues but he says his most urgent issue is addressing gun violence and decarcerating Rikers Island we have been giving a profound trust tonight uh, to to whom much is given much is required uh, and we've heard Mark talk about it, we've heard Brian talk about it, the fundamental role of the district attorney is to guarantee both fairness uh, and safety. That is the trust that's been given to me on the ballot, but given to all of us. That's what we've worked for, to show the city uh, and the country a model for pairing partnership, pairing fairness and safety into one. And current Manhattan DA Cy Vance called Bragg to congratulate him tonight. Bragg will only be the fourth Manhattan district attorney elected in the last 80 years. Again, the first African-American. Wow. The fourth elected in the last 80 years. Andrea, thanks. Holy shit. Now, earlier today, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, now that, that's... The rundown of the election from yesterday, there were like over 300 races, at least. A lot of local races and shit. Just to kind of give you a rundown of what went on. Move to crowd drowns out DeSantis protester. So this Ron DeSantis was giving a speech about election integrity. Hey, stop. And this, this is, once again... I saw somebody point this out on Twitter. Republicans had no problem accepting their wins in a Democratic-run state. But in 2020, seemed to have hella problems with Democratic wins in Republicans-ran states. Death Santis. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Stop. Back to we the, are go. going to... I know... Okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. (laughs) Yeah, cancel culture him. (laughs) Thank you, Casey. You know, 
I want. You know, I, I've seen I've seen people at school board meetings do a hell of a lot more than that, and Republicans were complaining about them being let out of these school board meetings. First lady. So after Heckler interrupted Governor DeSantis, others in the crowd responded with chants of "Let's go, Brandon." I didn't even hear that. So we'll give you our picks. Miguel Fuller and Holly O'Connor from Hot 101.5 are always ready to dive into a celebrity scoop. I don't care what they have to say about Beyonce. That autoplay video we had going on there. Roger Stone says he will run for Florida governor if DeSantis doesn't do an audit. Former Trump advisor. Former Trump advisor Roger Stone said he may be forced to run for Florida governor if Governor Ron DeSantis does not audit votes cast in the state during the 2020 election. Trump won Florida. If Governor Ron DeSantis does not order a full audit of the Florida 2020 vote, I may be forced to seek the Libertarian Party nomination for governor in 2022. Roger, you would fit right in with the Libertarian Party. Hell, you might actually look sane compared to a lot of the dumb fucks in the Libertarian Party. I would say that Roger Stone is way smarter than goddamn Spike Cohen, who, ooh, Spike, if you're listening, which I know you're not, you're on Kennedy right now. I want you, dude. I want you. I wanted, I, my goal is to get big enough in this internet influencer sphere to where I can debate Spike Cohen. That's my mission in life right now, is to debate Spike Cohen. Those of you who don't know, he was he was the libertarian vice presidential candidate, and boy does that motherfucker troll the internet. I don't think he sleeps. He comments on every fucking post with some stupid nonsense. Now, I was told by somebody who knows him that all I have to do is just keep trolling him back and he'll respond, but for some reason, he never seems to. He responds to other people. He never responds to me. I wonder why that is. I heard Governor Ron DeSantis say that Florida had the most honest election in our history in 2020, yet I know for a certainty there are one million phantom voters on the Florida voter rolls. These voters simply do not exist, he added on the platform to his roughly 20,000 subscribers without backing up the claim. Roger Stone threatens to sabotage DeSantis' re-election by running against him as a libertarian. I love it. Do it. Do it, Roger. Bath salts even since it's Florida. How? 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 How does he think he's going to win anything? Why is Roger Stone not in fucking jail? But hey, hey, I support it. If you've not watched the documentary, Get Me Roger Stone, first of all, like, this motherfucker doesn't have ideology. If he did, he's probably closer to us. That's the weirdest fucking thing. How is Matt Gates not in jail? Hopefully he will be soon. Roger Stone is like a fucking... 
very open sexual swinger who participates in lots of debauchery. He has no real political ideology other than he wants to win. Get Me Roger Stone is a fascinating documentary. Is he a cock? Does he like that? Does he like to watch? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm totally cool with, uh, like I, 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 I'm very much into watching my partners be pleasured. Whatever brings them pleasure. If you, if you want five fucking dicks in you, I will watch happily. Like, I'm not going to be degraded by it though. Like, like, I don't want guys to like spit on me and, and call me names. No, 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 no. Good on him. That's that's not a bad thing. I I participated. Like I was told by a, a dominatrix that I'm a good helper. Oh, speaking of, you live in sexual anarchy. Speaking of sexual anarchy. Oh fuck. Speaking of sexual anarchy. He don't care. He doesn't care. And it's like hypocrisy. Like 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 Republicans are are subjected to hypocrisy. Like 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 it affects them. They don't care. Look how many times I pointed out the hypocrisy of our friend Jake. And he just moved on. Saying more nonsense. Here is Senator Josh Hawley. A 2024 contender should Donald Trump not run. Apparently, he's in the no-nut November mood here. I want to focus tonight on the deconstruction of men. Not because I think men are more important, but because I believe the attack on men has been the tip of the spear in the left's broader attack on America. What attack on men? This attack, the attack on men, is already far advanced. But even as I describe the danger, there is cause for hope. For while the left's assault on manhood has been sharp and prolonged, it has not yet succeeded. And we must make it our business as conservatives to see that it does not succeed. Just the tip, Dip. Just the tip. More than that, we must seek a revival of strong and healthy manhood in America. We need men who will shoulder responsibility, men who will start and provide for families, men who will enter the country. You're from the party of Trump, the man who never took responsibility for anything in his fucking life. Hypocrite. Covenant of marriage and then honor it. We need men to raise up sons and daughters after them to pass on the great truths of our history and our culture, to defend liberty, to share in the noble work of self-government. We need the kind of men who make republics possible. A manly man. There's not too much to say that our ability to get those kinds of men, those kinds of citizens, will determine the success of our long experiment in liberty. Let me just start by pressing home this point to you, that the left's attack on America leads directly to an attack on men. I I don't even know where this speech is from, 
But it says the Edmund Burke Foundation. The Edmund Burke Foundation. Now, that is the father of modern conservative philosophy, but not as in conservative as in the U.S. version of conservative. Here, let me let me let me not um, don't let me get this wrong. Edmund Burke was an Irish statesman, economist, and philosopher. Bah, 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 bah. I wanted to describe conservatism the way that Edmund Burke described conservatism. In the 19th century, Burke was praised by both conservatives and liberals. Subsequently, in the 20th century, he became widely regarded as the philosophical founder of conservatism. Yet he was a lifelong Whig, and his famous refusal to accept directions from his Bristol electors was founded on his conscientious objection to supporting uh, in Parliament their lucrative slave trade. Good guy. Now, I didn't really get a good, concise definition of conservatism here. Edmund Burke's version of conservatism was to be a moderate and to listen to ideas from both the left and the right, merge them together and come up with good policy. Now, does that sound anything like the people calling themselves conservative here in the United States? And how dare this motherfucker stand in front of a backdrop that says the Edmund Burke Foundation, this far-right fucking lunatic... For years now, Democrats and other leftists have insisted that America is systemically oppressive and unjust. They've said it so much and so often to them, it's a truism. It's the very cornerstone of their worldview. Just listen to the President of the United States. Joe Biden has, as President, repeatedly decried America's systemic racism. His administration has loudly... I got a new toy today. ...equity agenda to write the structural injustice... So maybe from now on, when there is a stupid fuck Republican saying stupid shit, I'm going to... Got to reload. I missed that one. Us libtards aren't very good with guns. The introduction of an X gender marker on American passports. Did you see this? X meaning neither male nor female. I... I'm... All of... I'm going to have to not shoot Maul. Like, I hate that. I'm going to have to not shoot this gun because Socks gets really, really scared. Maynard likes chasing the, 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 what do you call these things? These styrofoam bullets. Socks runs anytime I break it out. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to be sparing with my use of my, my little Nerf gun. Stupid Josh Hawley. All of this points. All of this points to how important the deconstructionist agenda is for Team Biden and for the. By, by, by the way, I told Sparkles to be prepared. I got a Nerf gun. I I think it's the noise. It makes like a big pop, and it scares the shit out of socks. I think that's the thing. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do to it. I I'm concerned. I've been fucking with it all goddamn day. It's, I would like to be able to have it to where I can just fucking shoot a Republican over here, but 
I don't want to scare my cats. Especially Socks. Socks is Socks is very sensitive. And left. I mean, you think about it. Inflation may be rampant. Store shelves are bare. It costs a hundred bucks to fill up a minivan in America. But well, thank you, Trump. Administration will not be deterred from focusing on the important issues. They are. Warlord is correct. Uh, uh, it's looking like the Supreme Court might strike down. That's their top priority. New York City's gun laws. Liberals have taken this the next step and identified America's many alleged woes with men in particular. Take Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez. White supremacy and patriarchy are linked in a lot of ways, she said. Yes, they are. Meaning that America's systemic racism is a systemic problem with men. Author John yes. Goldberg writes that talking about healthy masculinity is like talking about healthy cancer. Professor Susanna Walters of Northeastern University says it seems logical to hate men unless they pledge to vote for feminist women only and don't run for office. Now, well, yeah, because you fucks keep fucking shit up. I would, I would much rather have a government full of women than jackasses like Josh Hawley. That's just me. Maybe I'm a feminist cuck, though. Line of thinking, I have to tell you, it's hardly new. As I'm sure you know, the critical theory of deconstruction runs back to mid-century intellectuals like Jacques Derrida. That, that's true as well. Farther back to the Frankfurt School of the 1930s and back farther still to Marx. The Frankfurt School. Oh, we got to relate everything back to Marx. Social Marxism. Cultural Marxism, whatever the fuck they call it. He was one of the leading lights of the 1960s counterculture. And he thought that Marx was right to call American society oppressive, but wrong, or to call Western society oppressive, sorry, but wrong to see that that oppression was principally economic. That was Marx's mistake. No, the really oppressive thing about American society, according to Marcuse, was culture. And while Marx pinned his hopes on the working class... Hey, I thought you, I thought you were the party of Lincoln. Do you know who Lincoln was good friends with? Karl Marx. <gasps> the proletariat, working class men, really, in particular, Marcuse saw those same men as... The problem. They were too culturally conservative. Back in your day, it was cultural Bolshevism. Now, Marcuse concluded that the revolution would only come from the well-educated elite. The revolution will not be televised. Like gender and manhood. Which brings us back to today's American left. They have swallowed that theory whole. And they are repeating it from every platform where they... I've swallowed a lot of shit, sir. University curricula abound. But I have no clue what you're talking about with that theory. To take just one example of the kind of thing that's on offer, consider Professor David Cohen of the Drexel Klein School of Law. Traditional masculinity, he says, has oppressed girls and women and limited the identity construction of all boys and men. Seminar at Williams College, which is called Performing Masculinity in Global Popular Culture, asks, why must masculinity be the purview of males at all? It's an important question. (laughs) Answering that, by the way, will cost you $75,000 a year. You know, even our military academies are... Huh? I didn't get that. Oh, the military! The military's woke now! ...gender norms, including toxic masculinity. 
One cadet said afterward, I'm being taught how not to be a man. Well, sir, let me let me tell you what is a huge problem inside our military, and that is the rape of other cadets. Huge fucking problem. I think we can we can directly relate that back to toxic masculinity. Getting the message. They are leaving higher education in record numbers. I suspect you've seen the Wall Street Journal's recent reporting on this just this issue. Women now make up sixty percent of college students. Men forty percent. I thought you guys promoted trade schools and shit. Isn't that where men should be then? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I had an argument with somebody today that was talking about like Mike Rowe, Mike Rowe, friend of the blue collar worker, Mike Whoa, Mike Whoa, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe is a theater kid that is paid by the Koch brothers to feed people bullshit, by the way. Mike Rowe is no friend of blue-collar workers. He is an anti-union piece of shit. I've seen people say he is ambivalent to unions, but I've also seen many posts from Mike Rowe himself that say that unions are outdated. Yes, this is going to be a short one tonight because of, you know, I was on late last night and uh, uh, I feel beat up. After a night of election coverage, not because of what happened on the coverage, just because like fucking broadcasting that long live takes a lot out of somebody. So I'm going to sit back tonight, maybe have a little drinky poo, put together some scraps. I'm going to watch American Crime Story, but before we do that... The Jake Jacobs Show. Now, Jake says he's going to come on the program sometime in December. He's a busy man, guys. He had to get with his secretary last night to see if he can come up with the time that he can be on the show with me. We're going to go over here to Rumble where, you know, two people liked his video about me. Apparently, there's one comment... Let me, let me, we can't see it unless we're signed in. So let me go over here to where like I'm actually signed in to rumble. What does the comment say? The comment says the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Maybe wolf, wolf. I guess the boy who cried wolf about the AOC thing, because apparently that's what he's going to try to attack me on, is the the whole AOC said the world is ending in eight years or whatever. I mocked him on the name of that episode from a podcast. The name of two nights ago's episode is like the world's ending in eight or 12 or seven years or something. Once again, she, she said something. This was like she was being interviewed by a reporter at some conference. She was making an offhand comment about like, what was it exactly now? Um, She was taking issue with inaction on the part of Democrats. And it's like talking about, fuck, fuck, what was the actual quote? Let me pull it up again.
12 years. What? Here we go. Here we go. So this is the exact quote that she said. This is a few years back, by the way. When he first said it, I thought he was quoting what she said in a congressional hearing the other day. Right now, I think with this administration, with the current circumstances, with the abdication of responsibility that we've seen from so many powerful people, even people who kind of abdicate those, that responsibility by calling themselves liberal or a Democrat or whatever it is, um, I think that, that now, at least for this moment, I feel a need for all of us to breathe fire. Hmm. Wait, is that the quote? Oh, there, there it is. Millennials and people and, you know, Gen Z and all these folks that come after us are looking up and we're like, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue is your, your biggest issue is how are we going to pay for it? Now, what she's referencing is a UN report that was talking about a tipping point being uh, reached in 12 years. By the way, we had another report come out that there's going to be at least nine cities underwater by 2030. By 2030. That's within that 12 years. Nine cities in the U.S. will be underwater. Is she being hyperbolic? Sure. But she was making a point about the cost of inaction. Yes, we can find the money. Money printer go brr. Let's deal with Jake here. Old Joe Biden, Brandon Biden, fell asleep on us. Asleep at the wheel. It's funny because remember when Trump called him Sleepy Joe? And here he is sleeping at the meeting. This, this is just, this is, it's just. By the way, that's a lie. He wasn't asleep. You can't fall asleep with your arms crossed. This is just fucking one frame of a video they have taken, taken out of context. Because that's what right-wingers like to do. As, as if I fucking care about Joe Biden. I, I don't want to seem like I'm constantly defending him, but idiots like this keep accusing him of nonsense. Sad to see what, just sad to see what leader is theoretically leading the United States of America. Unreal. I, I don't want to get on too long of a tangent with Joe Biden. I've got a lot. To- hey, you voted for a child rapist, you asshole. I just wanted to cover this real quick. Um, for any of you leftists that are out there, it'll probably piss you off even now more than ever when you when you get to realize, uh, you know, my background and the books I've written. One of the books that I wrote, the very first book I ever wrote, has got a beautiful picture uh, for you podcasters. I'm holding up my book called The Gospel, God's Law, and Government, A Biblical Worldview of Our Founding Fathers. And it shows uh, Patrick Henry. A biblical worldview of people who were majority deists were not Christian. Some of them were outright atheists, like Thomas Paine. Jefferson was agnostic. Me on the cover, you know, give me liberty or give me death. I absolutely love that picture. Just absolutely great. Uh, I was really, to be honest, I was a novice as far as the. The publisher I chose, I'm not happy to always... You're still a novice. I actually like to... 
fix the book up, rewrite it. He, uh, there were mistakes that I made. There were many, many mistakes that he made. I think it's a pretty, a pretty, uh, 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 well, how can I say, a book that is just chock full of factual idiocy, idiocy. Biblical worldview, the Judeo-Christian worldview of our great republic under God. Um, it really is. It's just, and I know that uh, he left this out there, these Freedom from Religion Foundation, a lot of these woke leftist atheists, they will probably go apoplectic crazy. You know, Am I going apoplectic crazy over his bullshit book? I am not. Once again, this is called straw manning. I'm not going apoplectic crazy I'm mocking you. Amen. I've been teaching on this stuff and believing in this stuff for a long time. Remember, our Declaration of Independence says that our rights and our, our life and our liberty come from our creator called the Supreme Judge of the World. We're coming up on Thanksgiving right now, right? I, I love this. I love the facts. You know, I'm a short little guy, but I slam dunk these leftists. So much that isn't so, but I'm just slammed. That's why they call me Dr. J. I'm just slam dunking with historical facts, empirical evidence, you know, on nuclear steroids. And if you doubt me, for those of you guys who, you know, who, who, who think what I'm saying here isn't true, then all you got to do is go to the largest library in the world, the Library of Congress, look up religion in the Library of Congress, and what they've beautifully done is they've taken the primary sources from back in the day, 1740s, 1750s, 60s, 70s, 1780s, early 1800s, and they'll show you like Thanksgiving proclamations signed by President George Washington in our first Congress, thanking the Lord God Almighty for our Constitution. Oh my God, says the ACLU and the FFRF, the Freedom from Religion Foundation out of Madison, Wisconsin. Oh my God, can you believe it? Dr. J, Jake Jacobs is talking about church and state. Shame on him. By the way, church and state isn't found in the First Amendment, but regardless, we... No! No! I love bringing this up. No, the separation of church and state, that phrase comes from a pastor asking Thomas Jefferson the meaning of the First Amendment. And Thomas Jefferson responds, it is to create a separation of church and state. So that is the one of the authors of the Constitution literally telling you what the meaning of the First Amendment is. But Mr. Facts over here doesn't want to acknowledge that. We do recognize and understand that factually, historically, historically, contextually, that Christianity had a profound impact on the United States of America, our federal republic. It had a profound impact, yes. It is a fact that it had a profound impact. We had a chance to read the inaugural addresses of our presidents, to, to see the proclamations of our presidents. But saying that it had a profound impact and saying that the country was founded on religion is completely different. To see where they went to church in Philadelphia, to see where they went to church in Washington, D.C., to see how they talked about the Lord God Almighty and Jesus Christ profusely, profoundly. No, 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 no. A lot of them were deists. And when they talk about God, it is a very uh, a general sense of a, of a deity. What is it? Let's, let's, uh... 
Deism, or the religion of nature, was a form of rational theology that emerged among three free-thinking Europeans, our founders, in the 17th and 18th centuries. Deists insisted that religious truth should be subject to the authority of human reason rather than divine revelation. These are the people you're talking about, Jake. Now, were there Christians in, in the Founding Fathers? Yes, there were Christians among them. The most famous among the Founding Fathers were Deists. The men you know the names of are Deists. Their writings and their speeches, it would blow you away. Thus, my first book, The Gospel, God's Law. And by the way, the word law, for uh, it just simply in Hebrew means, uh, which is the word Torah, just means teachings. It's like the teachings of God to love our neighbor as ourselves, to not lie, to not steal. And this guy is telling you that this is fact. Profound relationship uh, between the gospel, God's law, and government. And uh, my second book was actually the book called Mobocracy. And underneath it, it says, this is what democracy looks like. We know the word democracy is a synonym under God. Oh, he hates democracy. Commies aren't cool. And then it's got a picture of Che Guevara. No Che Guevara. Remember Che Guevara? The butcher of La... Uh, I've got a shirt on my website that says right-wingers are morons. Um, I wouldn't doubt that he wrote his books. I mean, he has a PhD in theology. Of Fidel Castro, that murdering Marxist monster from Cuba. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so bizarre that these leftists, they absolutely love that butcher from La Capana prison. By the way, he was a racist. Uh, he was a profound racist. And a lot of... The oh, we do? We love him. We love him. You know, uh, Sakara, uh, Sakara, um, oh, I'm going to get her name on Shakur. I just forgot her first name. Forgive me. But she's hiding down in Cuba. She's been guilty of killing police, and she's been hiding down in Cuba. See these Black Lives Matter kids at UC Berkeley and Madison and Columbia screaming in uh, Sata Shakur. That's it. I talk about her in my book, Mob Rules, so I, I can't believe I forgot about her. But she's, a, you know, a Marxist. And, and here she is hiding in Cuba. <laughs> unreal, unreal. So, yeah, and that, that book, Mobocracy, it sadly, um, much of what I said in that book has come true. Third book I wrote, wrote, Oh my God. Trust the government. Uh, Who watches this shit? Mother, by the way, do not put such unlimited power in the hands of the one. I'm thinking I might call it mob rule, right? But this was not mob rule, um, a woke rule. But this wake up, dude, in America, wake up to the, 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 to the destructive, deleterious effect of wokeism in the United States. States of America. What up, Jody and Steve? People, because I've lost my pope. We are watching a clip of a far right nut job who apparently did a segment about me, but he hasn't gotten to it yet. I have uh, testing one, two, and my back. I lost my power pack there. I'm. I swear to God. Yeah, I'm good. I'm great here. Thank you, Mr. Producer, man. I appreciate that. Nope. You have a lav pack on your side? Which microphone are you talking into, dude? Your power... What the fuck? Does he have an IFB in? 
I have no clue why you would have a, a love pack on the side. I, it must have been, uh... Oh, he does have an IFBN. Who the fuck is talking to you? But anyways... So, I, you know, real quick before I get into the main topic today, uh, this was just get, brought to my attention here, where the Oshkosh School District... Now, I used to work in Oshkosh. Um... I guess I'm the main topic tonight. System, although I knew a, none of, a lot of the kids in the public school system. And that's not too far away where the Republican Party was birthed to end democratic slavery in 1854. That's Ripon, Wisconsin. But Oshkosh is not too far away from that. So it says Oshkosh schools won't inform parents if children change gender identity. So it says here that... Yes, that is because... Some parents are assholes and kick people out for being gay or for coming out as trans. So some children prefer to live their gender identity at school without telling their parents. Yes. The district recently because of abuse at home. The administrative guideline 2260E that required parental consent and because of assholes like you who would do exactly that. Name or gender prof, uh, pronouns if they if they differed from the student's biological sex assigned at birth. And this is I've I've had very little exposure to this guy, but. The issue of gender is one of the top things on his mind. Once he, this is why I, I pointed out the hypocrisy. He's supposedly a Christian. I told him, I advocate for poor people, for criminal justice reform, for the sick, like Jesus would. What do you do? You pick on children. You, you focus on gender and try to denigrate people. That's what you do. You're not Christian. Be lucky, Jake, that there is no God. Because if you were to stand in front of a God, he would send you straight to hell. Lucky for you, there is not one. So the district says this. District staff members are no longer required to seek parental consent prior to honoring student requests to be called by their preferred names and or pronouns. Now, this is, it's really sad. And then it goes on here. Why is that sad? Talk about last September, a Dane County Circuit Court judge granted a. There is not a God. I hate to inform you of that. I can disprove God with logic. Watch me do it. God, by definition, is omnipotent and omniscious. Any being that had those properties of being omnipotent and omniscious would therefore transcend any human comprehension. Therefore, any human conception of God is false. Can't possibly be true. That is called a conditional logical proof. It is both sound and cogent. I am tired of having to tell adults that their imaginary friend doesn't exist. A temporary injunction blocking the Madison Metropolitan School District from implementing a nearly identical policy. Parents challenged it. And by the way, parents, remember something. In knowledge is power. In, in the Freedom of Information Act and your, your 14th Amendment and your First Amendment rights, never forget this, parents. You have immense power. 
And you need to utilize that immense power. You are sovereign. We know God is first sovereign. Then we, the people, are sovereign. You, the parents, are sovereign. And this custody and control of their children. This right extends to education, as the court explained in the 1925 case, Pierce versus Society of Sisters. Quote, the child is not the mere creature of the state. Those who nurture him and direct his destiny have the right, coupled with the high duty, to recognize and prepare him for additional obligations, end quote, the court held. But now, sovereignty doesn't apply to the Black Lives Matter movement and the people that are being shot by the cops. He backs the blue now, remember. Another thing I pointed out his hypocrisy on. He backs the blue, you know, like the Louisville Police Department, which rapes kids, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, which has gangs, the the Baltimore Police Department, which was planting guns on teenagers that they shot. Jake? Adding that parents have the absolute right to, quote, to direct the upbringing and education of their children under their control, end quote. So this is unbelievable, people. I've said this time and time again on this program. Honey, I know more about the I know more about the Bible than you do. You don't want to pull that game with me. They want to steal the souls of our children. They want to dictate to our children. They want to shape and mold the minds of our children, not in the image of God. No, 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 no. I want them to get a good public education that is based on knowledge and reason, not your bullshit conception of religion. But in the image of humanism, secular humanism, and in yes, we are a secular country. That's why our schools are secular. Racist wokeism, and God forbid that we allow that to happen on our watch, people. And I'm really encouraged to see that over and over and over again, parents, citizen parents, and citizen students are actually standing up, rising up, standing up for the truth. And saying no more, woke folk. We've awakened to your dis- I haven't got to, to get to it yet, but I actually have a story about children who are saying they are incredibly embarrassed by what parents are doing at these school board meetings. Deception. So, hear, hear to those parents that are out there fighting the great fight. Now, let me see. Where are we going next? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys. I'm proposing something. I, I'm... I'm, you know, the inter you guys know what International Lefty Day is? International Lefty Day, it's actually uh, August 13th. Uh, every August 13th, the next one's coming up next August 13th, 2022, okay? International Lefty Day. Uh, you know, you've heard of Fidel Cash. I was just talking about him. You know, commies aren't cool. Fidel's not cool. But Fidel is left-handed. I don't know if you guys knew that. Fidel Castro is left-handed. Right-wingers are morons. And actually, International Lefty Day is International Left-Handed Day. And I, I've got to tell you something, people. Dude, please get to talking about me because I, I can't take much more of this. You're not entertaining. Famous left-handed people besides Jake Jacobs, right? We're talking Spike Lee. By the way, I'm ambidextrous now thanks to the internet. Left hand on the hard dick, right hand on the mouse click. Judy Garland, somewhere over the rainbow. Julius Caesar, et tu, Brute, right? Michelangelo, Michelangelo the Sistine Chapel, holy cow. Uh, Marie and Pierre Curry, right? David Bowie. 
I mean, come on. Mother Teresa, a lefty. Charlie Chaplin, a lefty. Mother Teresa was a piece of shit. Oprah's a lefty. Neil David Arnold. Bowie is, is questionable. Step for man. Paul McCartney of the Beatles. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, Jimi Hendrix. Holy cow. Considered the number one guitar player by Rolling Stone. A lefty. Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg. A lefty. Kino Reeves, a lefty. <laughs> Mother Teresa was a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Napoleon, Zoot. Napoleon, a lefty. Babe Ruth, crack home run. A lefty. Did I trigger you, Lib? Helen Keller, a lefty. I couldn't see her being a lefty, but I guess she is. Okay. Mozart. Mozart, a lefty. I mean, I could go on and on and on with all the famous <laughs> lefties that are out there. But I got to tell you something. I being a lefty, Fidel Castro being a lefty, Charlie Chaplin, Michelangelo, Mother Teresa, we have been oppressed. We've been oppressed. That's, have you guys not studied critical hand theory? He's 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 actually true about that. That's 100% true. We used to treat people with that wrote with their left hand as less than equal. Yes, Dip, I wish, I wish. Once we made it acceptable to be left-handed, a lot of people came out of the closet as left-handed. It's wild the way we act as a society. Critical hand theory, which is being taught in our colleges in America. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not making... Yes, you are. Yes, you are. That lefties, left-handed people like myself and Jimmy Hendrix... Yeah, 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 yeah. ...have been oppressed. By the hierarchy of right-hand privilege. Right-hand pr- privilege. Oh, my God. You know, as, as he's, he's trying to make this point, but, like, his point is fucking stupid. I uh, pull up the chart. Oh. I don't know. I don't know where I'd find that data real quick. I'm sorry. Is we go deeper, deeper into this woke world, you, you can't. It's like we keep on saying you can't make this stuff up, people. I would highly recommend a book by uh, actually a gentleman, James Lindsay, um, who he's an atheist, by the way. I don't have any problem, uh, you know, with atheists. It's just that they're wrong. We're right. There is a God. They're wrong. You're an idiot, and I have a problem with you saying you're right because you've got no proof for what you're saying. I do, however, by the way, is the history of left-handedness among Americans. You can see that once it became acceptable mid-century, the number of left-handed people shot up. Because back here is when people would get beat for being left-handed. Wrong about that whole concept. Atheism means no God, right? A in the Yes. Day. No, theism is theism is the word for God. Theo, theology, right? No uh, God, yes. And Correct. And the book is called Cynical Theories. Okay, and he's got critical crossed out, and it has your how activist scholarship made everything about race, gender, and identity. And he goes into critical race theory and intersectionality and fatism. <laughs> I mean, you, you, I'm reading a book, and it's just like unbelievable stuff feminism gender studies and he just destroyed all the all the stuff that gets your fucking dick hard dude all the stuff that you like that feeds your bigotry that's that's what's in that book you're saying critical race theory and on and on and on 
Right? So I'd highly recommend it. I was hoping to meet him when I was working for Young Americans for Freedom here a couple weeks back, uh, but he didn't show. I don't know the reason why he didn't show. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I said he was involved with TPUSA. It might have been Young Americans for Freedom. I get those astroturfed fucking college groups mixed up. Young Americans for Freedom is promoting Jake Jacobs, this old fucking ass baby boomer. But he didn't show it at the uh, Reagan Ranch uh, Center there in Santa Barbara. So... What I want to do is we're going to show my friend Rachel Compost Duffy, Duffy who actually uh, inter, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? endorsed my book, Mob Rule, Unmasking the Radical Leftists at Our Doorstep. Uh, Rachel um, is a dear friend. Her husband, Sean Duffy. This whole thing has been nothing but promotion for his books. He hasn't said any fucking thing yet, and we're... Where's this destroying the muffin man? I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. My wife has met a number of politicians in her life. You don't have a wife. You've never seen a pussy. To be able to see right through them. And you know what she said to me when she met Sean Duffy and, and Rachel Campos Duffy? She says, those people are the real deal. Kind of like when I told you um, uh, Burgess Owen, when I met Burgess Owens. the con- Yeah, you're right, Dip. You're right. Super Bowl winner from the Oakland Raiders. Uh, he, you could just, you, you, you can see, you can feel the integrity, the authenticity. We're padding it for a rumble. I, I, Republican, Democrat, I can always tell when these individuals, for them, it's about self-aggrandizement and power. They're, the principles aren't anchored in their heart. Which doesn't have uh, closed captioning, unfortunately. She says here, mob rule clearly explains America's greatness. And- According to UNC Chapel Hill. I, I think you're all right-handed, right? I Everyone am. here right-handed? It's not Are even right-handed? Can we please get to talking about me, dude? Would be the solution. In 89, along with uh, Derek Bell, Kimberly Crenshaw and Derek Bell had a conference down in Madison, my state. The, the, the great city of, I love Madison, Wisconsin, although it's full of a lot of left-wing loon birds down there, right? I mean, in the 60s, along with Berkeley and Columbia, one of the more radical campuses. Dude, you have an imaginary friend. You're going to talk about loon birds? And they're, they're teaching wokeism down there like crazy, right? So they can't feel shame. They can't feel shame. I wish they could learn to feel embarrassment. When it comes to this idea of the evil people of the world, yeah, you're looking at them right here. Or if you're pot, listening to my podcast, you're hearing him right here. I am a cisgender, cisgender heterosexual, um, baby boomer, white male. Right. Ooh, ooh, are we actually transitioning to me? Because that's what I said about him. Made me, I am automatically a white supremacist, uh, a racist, and I hate all people. No, you're not automatically a white supremacist. You vote for white supremacists. Right. And you you promote fucking white supremacy. With the three people who were up here, the gentleman that is speaking is actually black. Rachel Campos Duffy is Latino. Okay. And He's got a black friend and a Latino friend. A white guy like me, although he's much younger than I am, but he's a white guy like me. So listen to what they say about intersectionality. Here goes. You're screwed, bro. Uh, like I, you, I mean, like, you didn't need the right hand of your white, white male, conservative. You're done. You're done. I mean, you're literally at the bottom of the uh, totem. You're the most privileged. So Joe Concha, um, our Fox News contributor, um, was asked about this last night. And here's what he had to say about left hand oppression. 
What are we talking about here? Critical hand theory? A professor is actually teaching this, Dan? Imagine, and you're a parent like me, paying 30 grand a year to send your kid to a school who hired a professor like this? If I'm paying that kind of dough, I'd like my kid taught things to actually prepare them for real life. And cause, you know, you So got, they can say they have a black friend. They can deflect but now instead, uh, criticism of, of them being racist. Right hand That's all it's about. And by the way, if you're a lefty, and we're not talking ideology here. You have a great chance of being president of the United States, despite being outnumbered nine to one. It's yeah. so bad, guys. That's what? Point that he makes, though, you know, sometimes your disadvantages make you work harder, make you find other solutions, and you end up get doing better, right? Yes. Wait a minute. Are they saying being left-handed you can't guard the is a disadvantage? It's impossible to tell that to every left-handed pitcher out there. Right. Tell that to Barack Obama. He's left-handed. Yep. I mean, it's it's it's... Why can't things that make you different also then make you unique? And I, you can acknowledge the fact that, for, say, rifles. Mm -hmm. You know, in the military, the, the, the cartridges discharge out in the, in the direction away from your face, built mostly for right-handers because that's 90%. It is a disadvantage because of society. If you put in the left hand, there's an adapter that you put on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was my point, thanks to the way society is structured. That's why the I just, critical hand theory is important. Pete is so polite that he's breaking it down, trying to. They don't. Care. Yeah, Kilmead is a complete fucking idiot. They're running out of categories, and and, and I keep. The, they, they really are, and so they got to add one every single year. You guys are running out of things to be outraged about. No, I'm wrong. You'll keep making up bullshit. And they continue to reinforce sitting, sending their kids. adversity builds character. This to change, then you got to support conservative universities. Thank you. Or don't send them at all. Help take that money. We need to be teach better your consumers child of education. How to be a business owner and take that money. We're going to send them to school and, and invest into Stop business. sending them. Stop no, sending but there are some good you. ones. I was at the university. No, don't don't send them to school, Kilmeade says. My daughter, that was a school that told me, right, gave me a paper. Here is every, every book we're going to teach them. All students are going to take this. All students are going to take this. Um, the good schools are are not afraid. In fact, they're proud to show you what they're doing. The, it took me. This is now my third child, so it took me that long to figure out how to be a better consumer of education. I will not fund those schools. I will not give my hard-earned money for that kind of indoctrination and that kind of garbage. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to say the word, That's, but that, you know what it your is. Your daughter is leading the fight on a college campus right now, right. reporting on the stuff that is happening on the campus. That's, right. That's important. Businessmen always destroy the fucking country. They're doing it right now. Better consumers of education. So. It's your right-hand privilege talking. Yeah, that is. <laughs> now, did you hear Rachel? Hear where Rachel was talking about education and parents uh, being responsible to know the curricula and what's being taught uh, you know, high school and colleges, and she and her husband, Sean, have done a wonderful job with her children. In fact, her daughter, I, I hope I'm not misspeaking, I think she goes to the University of Chicago, Illinois, and she's absolutely one of the conservative Christian Catholic leaders on that campus, works for the federal... I'm not going to make it to him talking about me. Absolutely wonderful job. I my mean, eyes are rolling in the back of my head. That, you know that these kids in college are being lectured to about this stupid idea of right-hand privilege. You know what? I, do, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's from the national anthem, though, for a resident Australian. Right-handed people, you know, get rid of the right-handed statues of America. Absolute el stupido. That's the word that comes to mind, el stupido. Get rid of the right-handed statues in America. What the fuck are you talking about?
Now I'm bringing Wanker stupid old because I'm always trying to think in terms of people that are out there that just I just find them to be el stupido. You know. Ooh, I mean? me, 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 me. Latin base uh, Italian for you know you're stupid, right? You know, it's funny. I looked up el stupido americano, an American who can't even locate his country on a map and thinks he still li- he thinks he lives in the greatest country on earth. That is literally most right-wingers. And I think America is the greatest country on earth. But I got to tell you what, people, when I think of these leftists, these loony leftists, so many me? are el stupido. Idiot. Come on, tell me how I'm a stupid. Idiota makes me think of the Italian term idiota, right? Idiot. And in these idiotas, they believe in social socialista. Comunista, comunista, socialista, idiota. I love Italian. I just absolutely love Italian. I love Italian wine, but I love Italian. It's it's an easy language. Easy Sounds kind of fascist to me. For one to pick up versus French. French was always very difficult for me. But here's my point. I flunked out of French. Um, coming across these loony leftists, they can't deal with empirical facts. They can't deal with history. No, 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 no. You didn't come across me, sir. You paid Facebook to show me your advertisement, and then I made fun of you. Historical contextual reality or, or, or uh, evidence. And then when you get them, when you, when you catch them in lies or deception, or they say something that isn't so and you point it out, they just obfuscate. Like in, in, when, this is why a lot of times these leftists are always trying to debate me. And I'm like, this is, you know what's crazy about this stuff is there's the boxing ring in the debate. And the moment I get them in the corner and I'm rope-a-dope and I'm giving them a left, giving them a right, just knocking them all over the ring, they jump out of the ring and then they change the topic or they change the issue. Guys, you guys saw me. Call in, Jake. Call in, Jake. Call in, Jake. When you coming on the show, Jake? When you coming on the show, Jake? When you coming on the show, Jake? Talk about hopping out of the ring. Or they totally ignore all the evidences, the blows that they receive from the historical, empirical, factual evidence that just destroys them. Left-wingism is predicated not upon truth, but upon deception. They are masters of deceit. Says the guy who is going to straw man me. I was brought to the attention by my Mr. Director man that some guy by the name of Justin freaking Mullins, Justin freaking Mullins, or at one point he called himself Justin Muffins, Justin Muffins, he, he was starting to message me, and he says, uh, can you tell me more about yourself? Uh, for you people who are watching live, you can see this comes from Justin. It says there are muffins at the top. I'm glad. I'm glad. Now, that is my personal Facebook. That is my personal Facebook I was messaging from. The can you tell me more about yourself was like one of the prepackaged things that I just hit. Oh, God, we're like fucking 30 minutes into this. 31.49 until he actually gets to the... This is his main topic of the show. Now, notice that I said I was going to watch his segment. Gave him the link. 
I take calls and comments live, so feel free to come in and defend yourself. Your se- your segment will be on at the end, probably around 9.45. Gave him, gave him the time. But feel free to drop by anytime. I'm going live now. Really looking forward to hearing your take. I'm sure it's incredibly stupid. Sarcasm, by the way. Or I'm sure it's not incredibly su- stupid. Sarcasm, by the way. I'm sure it is. But he, he, I, I, I've looked later, and he calls himself Mullins. And it's hard to figure out, you know, um, he's also known as he's got a lot of aliases here. My real name is Justin Mullins. My Facebook profile is Justin Muffins because things autocorrect my name to Muffins and I thought it was funny. It was a joke. My screen name is Justin Freakin. That is my on-air name. That's what I go by. Justin Freakin. Any of them works. You can just call me Justin. Right. Um, And I... Because I'm going to your segment on woke halloween and mock it on my stream tonight i must have really hit a left wing raw nerve because he went apoplectic nuts on me right and then he says uh, i take calls and comments live so feel free to come and defend yourself your segment will be at the end though probably at 9 45 eastern standard time et the segment, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it was Woke Halloween. He was upset about the Morris Corporation having a young boy that had a dress on. That was what he was upset about. And I pointed out how hypocritical it was of Mr. Christian Man here to be talking about Woke Halloween and picking on children when he says he is defending the country from tyranny. And I pointed out that Steve Donzinger was imprisoned. By the feds, on behalf of Chevron, I pointed out that Oklahoma tortured a man to death. And that if you were a real Christian, that is what you would be talking about on your show. Instead, you promote your fucking books, you make my father's house a house of merchandise. You are using your uh, piousness as a way to sell books. Against the Bible, by the way, you hypocrite. By the way, don't forget, fall ahead. Uh, change your clocks, uh, but feel free to drop by anytime. I'm gonna. I'm, oh, he sounds like a nice guy. Feel free. I'm gonna. I'm going live now. Really looking forward to hearing you. I am a pretty nice guy. I think. Incredibly stupid. LOL. Sarcasm. By the way, I'm sure it is. Then he goes on to say in the next slide. What does he say? Wow, you're really dumb, and you suck at public speaking. He must have. You. Had- you do. To actually go out and look at my Young Americans for Freedom speeches. I give speeches all the time. I'll be. No, no, I watched the segment on your show that I said I was going to watch, and you sucked. And by the way, I am a media consultant. It's, it's one of the things that I do. One of the, the professional titles that I hold, and I charge good money for it, and I gave you fantastic uh, feedback for free, for free, dude. You should be grateful giving a speech here i just gave a speech um a couple days ago here at the uh, uh um uh the republican yeah i'm sure you jacked yourself off and talked about all the books you've written you met out of gave me in winnebago parties it was called cow i gave a speech here at the reagan ranch oh the point is i give speeches all the time so he must have taken time out but he thinks i suck at it okay that's fine he goes be you do you're a right wing grifter Oh, I'm a grifter because you don't have the talent to actually do something of substance. I feel sorry for you. Well, at least we're finding the guy's got a compassion and heart because he feels sorry for me. Then he said, I do. 
It's the time stamp when we turn your show on. Also, we have an open invitation to come on my show anytime. I'll put up your graphics and promote your social media. I'm always up for a lively debate, and I get a few hate watches you can probably pick on. But I do substance. My show tonight is about climate policy and worker wages. And then, so then I, I got another thing. What else does he call him here? Is he call him, what's he say? I got another slide here. Oh, yeah, this one is, he is the Troll Patrol. He calls himself the Troll Patrol Live. That's the name of one of the shows I do. Unfiltered political talk and debate from a leftist perspective. The day's top news stories and video with astute. I love that word. He uses the word astute. How very clever. So he's very astute, I guess, right? So he's not He's not going to play the video of me tearing him apart, though. Or call uh, in weekdays. I'm amazed he actually did give me the plug. Right now, right? Part radio show, part news magazine, always a pain in the... It's three letters, A-S-S or tuchus, right? A pain, he's a pain in the tuchus. The guy uses more F-bombs than... Part, part radio show, part news magazine, always a pain in the ass. See what I did there? Joe Biden falling asleep at meetings. It's unbelievable. But, you know, once in a while, I guess, you know, when I get angry at these these loony lefties, I want to say an F-bomb, but we try not to, you know, to talk that way. He cussed in my chat. Once in a while, and I apologize for that. We try to keep it clean, but he kind of reminds me of the Howard Stern you know, everybody always says that. No, I was an Opie and Anthony fan. Uh, he's got a voice like Wolfman Jag. He's got so I, I'm not picking on his voice. You know, I'm not. He's got a good voice for radio. I have to admit. Well, he, thank you. I appreciate that. He actually says he's a comedian, and he wears a shirt that says "F the Nazis," right? Um, mm -hmm. and, he, and it's very interesting because he calls right wingers morons. You moron. You know, he's the, he says he's the new media messiah. So he's just a very fascinating gentleman. So I am the new media messiah, the Buddha of broadcasting, the minister of mischief, and the most controversial voice in all of America. I normally don't engage with these individuals. He's kind of perturbed because I didn't bother to go live last night, but I, I did go for a little bit, but I was busy. You know, I actually am a family man, and I have my wife and daughter around, and I have other things that at times I think are more important than engaging with leftists. I have found in my lifetime that most of the time when I engage with leftists, um, they're full of hooey, hooey, balderdash, poppycock. The moment you get them in the corner and you Muhammad Ali rope-a-dope them and you wear them out and then you hit them with a left and hit them with a right, they jump Weird up. that he mentions Muhammad Ali, who was a hardcore leftist. Bullshitting their way out of, of their, their, their so-called argument, you know? Projection! At least he's invited me on his program. So that was very kind of him. It's funny because I said to him, you know, dude, you said I was stupid. You said I was an idiot. You said I was dumb. You said I can't public speak and all the things he was just... Yeah, 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 yeah. I was correct. And uh, he and I said, you know, you should actually. You sound to me like such a nice guy. You you should, uh, you know, like you like you wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And he says to me, Hey, dude, I don't want to be your friend. That's not what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called him Mr. Carnegie after he said something about like uh, that's not a good way to uh, win friends and influence people. And I'm like, Listen here, Mr. Carnegie. I'm not trying to be your friend.
I've actually read How to Win Friends and Influence People on multiple occasions. It is a book about how to manipulate other humans, and it's kind of evil. I just want to debate you and show the world what a fool and an idiot you are. So, it's funny because the first time I, I was introduced to this gentleman, I realized he called himself Justin Muffins. And it, right away, this popped into my head. Justin Muffins. Let's play it. What the fuck? Why didn't you play the clip of me tearing you apart, Jake? What kind of retort to me is this? Never addressed any of the the critiques I made of him on my video. Play somebody else's song on his show, to pad his show. Do you know the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man? I remember that singing that song to my kids when they were little, so I just couldn't help but dub him. The, the better song about Muffin Men is from Frank Zappa. Girl, you thought he was a man, but he was a muffin. Has an amazing guitar solo in it. But I mean, it's Frank Zappa, so of course it does. Him, the Muffin Man, the frickin' Justin frickin' Mullins, also known as the Muffin Man. He even calls himself Muffins, you know? <laughs> it's interesting about that song, Muffin Man. When they mentioned Drury Lane, I realized that that was in London because I've taken my students to London many, many times. Actually, was proud to earn my uh, get my doctoral degree in London. England. Now I go off on tangents, but like Remember, I think it's somewhat on point. Also, I'm live and responding to people. Truth and wisdom, you know. So the, the degrees don't impress me, Jill, Doctor Jill Biden. But so this gentleman, Jill has a real fucking degree, unlike you, Doctor Jacobs. Talk about how degrees don't impress you when you use your fucking fake-ass degree to sell your stupid-ass books. You know, it's interesting. I, I hear him last night. He's one of these, you know, extreme climate, you know, woke folk and going crazy. The world's, you know, going to hell in a handbasket. And I said to him that, you know, we're dealing with, if we're consistent with Ocasio-Cortez in the United Nations, we got anywhere from eight or nine years left. And uh, the world, the world as we understand it, the world's going to end. It's going to end. And he that is not what the UN report said. We... When he was in my chat, I pulled it up, and it was talking about like 12 years until we reach a tipping point. He said, that's bull caca. That's, that's bull. That's merda. That's not true. You know, you because he... There you go again. You know, because that was one of the things that he said in my chat. He brought up a speech from AOC, what was it, like two years ago, where she was being asked uh, by a reporter about climate change, and she referenced the report from the UN that said we would reach a tipping point in 12 years. And, and she said, why are we debating the cost when the world's going to end in 12 years? She was being hyperbolic. All your BS. Now, 
And by the way, if you look this up, you can go onto the website of the United Nations, UN.org, and you can look this up. March 28th of uh, 2019. Now, my birthday is March 28th. Dwight Eisenhower died on my birthday, 1969, by the way. And uh, A Star is Born uh, won an Oscar on March 28th, 1977. I'll bring that up later on because I was in that film. Unlike him... He was in A Star is Born? What the fuck? Unlike him, I don't strawman people. Only 11 years left to prevent irreversible damage from climate chain change, speakers warn during General Assembly high-level meeting. Now, does it say the world is going to end in 12 years? Just over a decade is all that remains to stop irreversible damage from climate change. World leaders heard today as the General Assembly opened a high-level meeting on the relationship between the phenomenon and sustainable development. So what he's saying is bullshit. Star is born. I starred in that film, at least according to me, but I digress. So the March 28th of 2019, on my birthday... Their headline was, only 11 years left to prevent irreversible damage for climate change. So the United We know that at least nine cities in the U.S. will be underwater by that time. Miami floods while it's bright and sunny. Right now. United Nations. And by the way, they have been saying that over and over again. And the real key year for them is the year 2030. That's why right now, when Biden was sleeping and everybody was all... Jenkins, Jenkins, Jenkins. There is uh, Dr. Mr. Cody, uh, some more news on YouTube. Fantastic video about exactly that. He just dropped it like yesterday. I've watched it twice already because it's fan-fucking-tastic. Goes into Chappelle, goes into Gutfeld, goes into like Dennis Miller. He pulls up some fucking great right-wing comedians. And he talks about why right-wing comedy isn't funny. And he hits the nail on the head. And being funny while he does it. Cody Johnston is amazing. Love the dude. All these nations were over in Glasgow, Scotland. These nations are all saying 2030, 2030. We got to get rid of, you know, a carbon dioxide, 50% emissions. We got to really get rid of that. By the way, I love CO2. The earth loves CO2, really. It consumes the CO2. Try to get by in life without CO2. But I digress. So the point is, it's been, a, it's a fact that the United Nations and many other of these lefty entities are saying that we only have 11 years left to prevent irreversible damage meaning life as we under not lefty entities the science says it scientists are saying it and he likes to bring up past predictions and as i pointed out those past predictions kind of prove our point that we need collective action to change these things i brought up the hole in the ozone layer that we banned aerosols in order to repair, uh, smog used to encompass uh, L.A. Acid rain was a huge problem about 30 years ago. Policy that we enacted changed the course of those issues. Thank you, Jake. Understand it here on planet Earth is about to change. And I'm counting down. So this was 2019. So then I said, look, in January, on Martin Luther King Day, January 
what was that, January 21st, yeah, of 2019, there was the socialist, Ocasio-Cortez, saying this, I'll quote her, Millennials and Gen Z and all these folks that come after us are looking up and we're like... But now this is, this is his big gotcha on me. This is his gotcha of how he proved me wrong and put me up against the ropes and destroyed me. Yeah, she's not even a socialist. We're like, we're like, I love it when these guys go, we're like, yeah. We're like, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue is how we're going to pay for it, right? So I want to repeat, she says millennials and Gen Z, those are the Zoomers, right? And all these folks that come after us are looking up and we're like, the world is going to end in What's with this hand thing? If you don't address climate change, we'll do the math. According to Ocasio-Cortez coming up this Martin Luther King Day, 2022, we're down to nine years, nine years. Now, before I show you her saying this, Yes, we are. Watched the whole thing. I've watched the whole thing. She talks about how oh, they came after Martin Luther King and they called him a communist. By the way, he was, and he was a Reverend Martin Luther. He King. was. He believed in the scriptures. All you got to do, Mister Muffin Man, is read the letters from a Birmingham jail. He was a Reverend who believed in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, and you should see that letters from a Birmingham. The letter from a Birmingham jail talks about people like you using his name. You stupid fuck. Birmingham jail of April of 1963, where he invokes Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul, the Saint Augustine, uh, Augustine, and many other Christian invocations of God's law above man's law, natural law that Joe Biden attacked in 1991 when he tried to destroy Clarence Thomas, the great Supreme Court Justice Clarence. Pube can, pube can. I'd love to debate you about. Oh, pube can! You wouldn't love to debate me! You wouldn't love to debate me because you won't fucking do it! You won't fucking do it! Where are you? The Christian roots of this country, I would bury you with a nuclear bomb because you don't know- The fuck you would! Talking about. You're so discombobulated in your thinking. Anyways, so this Mr. Muffin Man, he's sitting there and saying, well, she never said that. She never said that. So he's quickly going on the Internet and he finds this segment. And he Now, when I said she never said that, I thought he was referencing the committee meeting from like the day before where she was talking about the areas of the U.S. which would be uninhabitable. I had no clue about this quote from 2019 that I'm sure he's taking out of context. But because I still man myself, I looked at the fuck up and I dealt with it. He plays it and he's like, oh, oh, she did say it. Well, you know, hey, old Jake, old man, boomer Jake, you've taken it out of context. No, I didn't take anything out of context. You did. About these leftists is when you catch them in a lie, when you catch them saying You didn't catch me in a lie. Around the next day or a week later or a couple months later, and they say, Oh, we never said that. Well, now because of technology, we can find them lying over and over again, but they have this cognitive dissonance where they just continue to lie about their lies and then they make Why didn't you play the clip, Jake? Why didn't you play the clip? Why didn't you play the clip of me talking about your show, Jake? Why did you not do that? You're, you're clearly capable of playing clips. We saw the clip from Fox News. Get up as they go along. 
So I am remembering the reality that the United Nations and Ocasio-Cortez said the world is going to end in 12 years. And they're sitting in Glasgow. Only 11 years left to prevent irreversible damage from climate change. Not that the world's going to end. The world's not going to end. The George Carlin bit like the world will just shake us off. It'll go on. Human life will end. But this is talking about a tipping point. And AOC, speaking to a reporter, was just being flippant and hyperbolic. And he is wanting to hyper-focus in on that one specific thing. This is why I hate talking about uh, personalities. I want to talk about data. I want to talk about policy. I don't want to fucking argue what AOC did or didn't say. It's stupid. Go Scotland right now, and they're saying the world, right, that the world as we understand it. Where is that headline? And I'm trying to see it so I can quote the United Nations. The United Only 11 years left to prevent irreversible damage from climate change. And I, I think we've already even okay. reached the this point where we're not going to be able to prevent irreversible damage. Only 11 years left to prevent irreversible damage from climate change. And I can just see Mr. Muffin Man's going to go, oh, my God, Miami's underwater. Obama's house that he bought is underwater. Al Gore. I never said Miami is underwater. I said it floods on sunny days, which is true. Which is true. Sunny day, high tide flooding may soon affect much of Florida's coast. St. Petersburg faces the highest long-term projection of flooding days uh, of any of the 15 cities in Florida, cited by the report. Miami saw three to six days in 2020 and is projected to jump to between 10 to 55 days in 2050. Where it just floods! On sunny days. On sunny days. Or bought a multi-million dollar home and he's living in California by Oprah. And the war, the rate, it's going to rise up. I don't give a shit where Obama bought a home. Oh my God, Venice and, and all these cities are, are getting swallowed by water in the poor. Venice has to fucking shut down like half of the fucking year now polo bears and the glaciers and it's just oh it's it's just like and i mentioned a population bomb which he didn't have a clue anything about it but i i've been there before muffin man you can't out fool the doc you know well dude wake up and the fuck smell the roses of reality of life there's nothing new under the sun i was a kid in high school when joe biden that lifer politicians remember biden's been in office going on what 49 years it's all he knows is politics corrupt politics the money he's just flippantly uh blowing off all the evidence against what he's saying venice is flooding again watch tourists wade through knee-deep water
But this summer flooding is very out of character for the city due to climate change and rising sea levels. St. Mark's Square has gone from flooding four times a year to over 60 times a year now. You don't know what you're talking about, Jake. You're an idiot. Through Ukraine, his son, the money he made in China. And here he is now going to spew this hoax of climate change. It's, you know, global cooling, global warming. They were teaching global cooling when I was in high school and college. That's a fact. Honey, we, yes, it's a fact. We're going through a mini ice age. Like, we're at the start of it. That The earth is supposed to cool right now. That's its actual cycle. But because of how much CO2 we have pumped into the atmosphere, we are in danger of the runaway greenhouse effect. This is this isn't about the concerns of the earth. This is concerns of power, left wing globalist power. But there, if you, you study the population bomb, nothing new under the sun. 1971 had to read the book in high school, right? And one of my favorite teachers, too, Mr. Stoner, beautiful man, taught social problems. We had, he was a great, great man. He was a good liberal. He was a good liberal, not a leftist, but a good liberal. He taught the book. He fell for it hook, line, and sinker. And then he showed a movie how the world is going to starve and there's going to be you know, millions and millions and millions and billions of people starving to death and the world's going to die. Apocalypse. Billions of people are starving, Jake. Weird that a Christian man commanded, commanded, by the way, to give everything he owns to the poor and look after those that are least fortunate among us is just blowing off the fact that billions of people are starving. Jake. I can still remember going home and saying to my mom and dad, oh my God, mom and dad, did you know this? You got a rape population bomb. And then I read diet for a small planet, you know, 20 pounds of grain go for one pound of meat. And it's just horrible that all this grain is being used. And and then you've got and 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 there are scientists who actually came up with what was it? This grain that has vitamin C inserted into it that is far more nutritious that has helped uh, solve this issue. But it's still not enough. You know, cow flatulence that's polluting the earth. And I'm reading all this stuff. That's why I became a vegetarian for a little while in there, right? Not that. Methane is one of the biggest causes of pollution from our um, corporate farming system. Jake, you idiot. There's anything wrong with vegetarianism. I'm a vegan just to piss off the vegans. But all I'm saying is, you know, you want to do your veggie thing, your vegan thing, go ahead. But don't make it a religion. And don't pee to give me this crazy crap that you guys are all about, right? Don't make it a religion. Don't make it a religion. Says the religious fucking nut job. I guess fucking religion is stupid, Jake. Don't make things into religion, especially not religion. You want to change the bullpen because, oh, you just might you just might hurt the feelings of the bull. That is bull roar. You know what I know in America? That's some PETA bullshit that does not represent us. This is just unbelievable, people. I can still remember my papa fought in World War II against the Imperial... Yes, what you're saying is unbelievable because it's absolute bullshit. Just, and he's just smiling. He's like, young man, take a chill pill. 
God's earth is stronger than that. Man is not going to do that to the earth. You know, he's like, you you just wait. He says, in my lifetime, there's nothing new under the sun. This apocalyptic doom and gloom has come and gone for thousands of years, and here we are again. Yes, from religious fanatics like yourself, usually. Scotland and Joe. Hey, wake up, Joe. And Sleepy Joe is sleeping through it all, right? And then when he does finally get enough energy, right? He, he didn't sleep through it. Oh, my God. This is an existential threat. We have got to spend trillions and trillions of dollars that we don't have to save the earth. I am Ubermensch. I am Superman. And here I am to save the day. I am Brandon Von Superman Ubermensch. And you notice that about these lefties? They always got this hombre nuevo, the new man, the new creature. As if Biden is a lefty. As if Biden is a lefty. The new society. The new utopic society where they think they've got all this wisdom and they know so much. And they're going to sit there and they're going to fix it all and save it all and direct it all. And what it boils down to is they're going to use that through government vehicles, government mandates, government legislation to confiscate and to steal so they can actually social engineer and create their dystopic globalism. Leftism is a plague on the face of the earth. And Muffin Man, you're one of them. You're sitting there spouting off all this stuff on your program, and 80-90% of it is pablum, is We absolutely can. Wow, like the projection with this dude is fucking... So strong. Here is the political compass. You guys know I love to pull it up. This is where Biden is on the far, far right. In the middle of the right side of the quadrant. You want to you want to talk about extremism? It it it's in the Republican Party up here. And like the, they're the authoritarians. <laughs> We're the ones that actually believe in freedom. Is leftist propaganda not anchored in veritas truth, not anchored in reality. It is anti-science. It is anti-actually. The scientists are on my side. You're talking about not being anchored in truth while you're talking about your, your, your stupid ass God. The fuck? You were, you know, Mr. Muffin Man, you were on there just going nuts about the police. Unbelievable. This guy wants to defund the police. He wants to destroy the police. No, no, do not straw man me. I want to abolish the police. And I would love to have that discussion. He thinks that's a winning argument. I think that's what he actually wants to debate if he actually shows up for a debate with me. And dude, Jake, Jake, please debate police with me. Debate police with me. Ooh, you're not going to win on that one. Departments across this country. My God, look at what the Nazis did when it came to police forces in the 1930s. It took Hitler about three years, but once he took over those police forces, all hell broke out. And thus came the chambers of Auschwitz, Treblinka. What? How in the fuck? How in the fuck did he get from me wanting to abolish police to talking about Hitler taking over the police? But I'm glad you brought up 
Hitler and the police, since uh, the U.S. has a gigantic problem with white supremacists in their police force. Hidden in plain sight, racism, white supremacy, and far-right militancy in law enforcement. The FBI has been warning about this for like 20 years. Racial disparities have long uh, pervaded every step of the criminal justice process from police stops, searches, arrests, shootings, and other uses of force to charging decisions, wrongful convictions, and sentences. Reforms, while well-intentioned, lead unaddressed and especially harmful form of bias which remains entrenched within law enforcement. Explicit racism. I can show you where California did a exchange with cops here in Alabama, my state. They sent Alabama racist fucking cops in the 60s to L.A. to train them on how to be racist. Do you know do you know what Hitler based his fucking ideology on? The American South. The American he says it. Chalmno. Madonic Sobabor. Millions slaughtered once the and this is the thing, this is the thing. The police forces became Nazified. The police forces of the Soviet socialism, Cuban socialism, Chinese socialism, North Korean socialism, once the police forces go the route of wokeism, they become fascistic, communist, uh, communista, communista. They're both evil philosophies. But in America, the overwhelming majority of police, men and women in this country, white, black, brown, and all colors in between, are righteous and good uh, policemen. No, they are not. I love bringing up the Louisville Police Department, where a couple of their officers were raping kids. Raping kids, raping kids, Jake, that were in their Explorer program. The cops were raping kids. The county attorneys and the entire fucking department covered it up. You want to talk about righteousness? And women, they are there securing safety. And it's not a coincidence these lefty woke folk, these muffin people, they're out there attacking the police and defunding the police and get rid of the police. And you go into Harlem and you... U.S. police kill far more civilians annually than any other wealthy country. ...other urban centers in this country and you talk to... They kill... The U.S. police kill more people than every other industrialized country combined over the last 10 years. I'm going to repeat that again. The U.S. police force kills more civilians than every other wealthy country over the last 10 years combined. The majority of the police in this country are righteous, he says. Where's your fucking data for that? Blacks, you talk to uh, Latinos, you talk to whites, and they'll say, Get rid- This is conjecture. Are you stupid? This I- is conjecture. Stupid, oh, 
What, what, what are you thinking? No, that doesn't mean we don't have police reform. We don't have, you know, proper training. That's, I don't have a problem with any of that. But what you saw with Antifa and what you saw with the Marxist Black Lives Matter last summer about defunding the police, I mean, even the left-wing nutjob mayor of Chicago. I was only going to watch it until he stopped talking about me. But apparently, like, the the rest of the show is just me. Lori Lightfoot. If he's even still talking about me. My God, look at Chicago. I mean, black on black crime. Fuck Lori Lightfoot. Fuck shit libs. It's, it's, not, it's not white policemen killing blacks. It's black killing blacks. They don't longer believe. Oh, black on black crime. Oh, shit. Do you know what is a bigger issue in this country, Jake? White on white crime. Do you know why we never refer to it like that? Because saying black on black crime is just a racist dog whistle. Oh, they, they black men who are being cowards, who are killing each other. They're killing their neighbors. They're killing all throughout Chicago. Same thing in Philadelphia, certain parts of Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle. Now, the the implication is that black people are inherently more violent, which we know is not true. It is a social conditioning. As in, it's systematic racism, which has resulted in these people being in abject poverty, coming from broken homes because cops arrest their fathers for bullshit drugs. There's all sorts of issues that result in the violence that we see in inner cities. has nothing to do with the fact that black people are inherently uh, violent, which was Jake's point. He's going to say he's not racist, but he just made the point that black people are inherently violent. Seattle. And you wonder why police, men and women, are demoralized in this country when you got fools like Mr. Muffin Man out in the East Coast there, right? I hope, I hope the police are demoralized. I hope they're demoralized. Tell them to get the fuck out. I hope they die of COVID, which is the number one cause of death among the cops right now, Jake. Because you say you stand against tyranny. Well, who the fuck is going to do the tyranny in this country? It's the fucking militarized police that we have. I mean, he's a comedian, but this is this is tragic. It's tragic, the stuff that he espouses, that he believes in. And I, I'm picking... Oh, it is tragic... The stuff I espouse, not the not the fact that the police kill more people in this country than every other first world country, uh, country combined. No, that's not tragic to Jake. The fact that the Louisville Police Department were raping kids and covered it up, that's not a tragedy to Jake. Me pointing it out is a tragedy to Jake. Muffin, what an idiot. Leftism in general, I mean it when I say it is poisonous. Critical race theory is poisonous. The 1619 project is poisonous. The Zen education, uh, the Zen education project. Yes, yes, we know it hurts your fucking feelings because you do not like truth. Poisonous. They're full of lies. And when a guy like yeah, yeah, don't even don't even get me started on the uh, fucking churches. They're nothing but organized pedophile rings. About a thousand pastors are arrested every year for diddling kids, Jake. But apparently that's that's not a tragedy. 
Me pointing that shit out is a tragedy. Good, the bad and the ugly of American history, and I have for 40 years. And then no, you haven't. Mr. Muffin Man and the lefties, and they come along and they say, oh, look at that old white guy. Oh, he's a fascist. He's an idiot. He's stupid. He's idiot. You are. And all this stuff. You know, it's all this stuff going on. And it's like, you can't reason with Absolute me. fucking morons. Can't reason. Come reason with me. Come reason with me. Come reason with me, Jake. Don't come here and pull fucking fallacious nonsense. Come reason with me. But I have a feeling you can't actually reason. With reasonable people, I will reason. With humane men, I will plead. But to leftist tyrants such as yourself. I will a tyrant. Because you're lost in your bizarre, uh, cognitively um, dissident and disabled world. You're the people that voted for a cognitively uh, um, inept commander-in-chief. No, you're the guy that voted for Trump, not me. By the name of Joe Biden, who sleeps through what the world is going through as, as dictator Xi, full of energy, and as Vladimir Putin, full of energy, and as the uh, Khomeini of Iran and the nutjob Un of North Korea are watching this, this piss pour for a, a, a commander-in-chief of the United States of America as we see... Who Boris Johnson, who is a conservative, called a breath of fresh air after having to deal with Trump. As they see the wokeism going on in our Defense Department, our State Department, they're more concerned about the ideological indoctrination of leftism and wokeism than they are about defending the United States of America and making sure that the number one purpose of the military is to not only break things, but to tear the enemy's heart out and show them before you die, they die so they know... The number one purpose of the U.S. military is imperialism, and I stand against it. It is what has wrecked this empire, sir. If you mess with the United States, if you mess with our life and our liberty, there's a price to be paid. Wait, wait, wait. Isn't that what the cops do? That was my point. The cops kill people in the street on an accusation. That is a violation of the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution that you tell me that you've read. And you call me a tyrant because I stand against that. Jake. It's just unbelievable what I'm seeing happening in my country. It's unbelievable because you're full of fucking shit. Is there, let's see, what else we have here? Well, you know what? I got to stop picking on Mr. Muffin, man. We, we got to get this in. So real quickly. No, 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 no. I want you to pick on me if you think you can. If you've got the balls. I keep saying, when are you coming on the show, Jake? When are you coming on the show, Jake? I say it like fucking every day. The Jake Jacob show. Uh, do, 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 do. Five hours ago. When are you coming on the show? But hey, when you get knocked out and you're up against the ropes, you tend to just hop out of the ring, don't you, Jake? I wish you people could feel embarrassment.
Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. I think this dude is fucking stupid. And a fool. All right. Now we continue the parade of puppers dressed up for Halloween because I've got several of these videos. This good boy went as a zebra. And look how adorable he is. Oh, he don't like the ears. Oh, I'm sorry. She don't like the ears. I misgendered her. Absolutely adorable, though. I would let her slobber all over. Do we do we have sound? Come here, zebra girl. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Aww. Good. Uh, let's see here. If you're watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to Son Soul. It's been a while since we have raided them. Good girl. Be sure to say hi, click on their channel, and give them the views. I will be back tomorrow for the Thursday edition. Then Friday night, hopefully, we're going to have sparkles, and she's feeling better. Hopefully. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.